I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to The Throw-In, the very best of past episodes of Footy Prime the Podcast. Or something like that. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. <laughs> let's start again I don't know what I was saying there Why? that was perfect was it perfect alright let's keep going perfect. let's keep going alright All right. <laughs> hello footy primers it's footy prime the podcast weekend wrap I'm James Sharman Dan Wong's here Jimmy Brennan is here once again. Craig Forrest will be joining us at some point during this podcast. As it stands right now, Craig, we think, is on another podcast uh, in Ipswich, England. He's ditched us for his former club. That's bullshit. Don't you think? No loyalty. There's no loyalty anymore. I thought he was a West Ham fan. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I guess not today. He's not a footy prime fan. I know that much. Who jumped on yeah, some, some Ipswich-based podcast and Ipswich. said, Jesus, Craig, come he on, Wonga, did you see the fan run on the pitch and attack? Oh, my God. Players? The Leicester fan? Best thing ever. Jesus Christ. I mean, all joking aside, though, he got to them and was swinging. I mean, yeah, wow. And, and, uh, but then he got, like, his face plowed into the ground by the uh, security guards. So, yeah. you know, if you're a security guard, you, you got your fun for the day. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, like those guys are waiting for something like that because basically the security is so strict now yeah. that they don't really get to do too much. 
So, so what are you saying? Do you, do you think they just sit there and go, go on, man, I dare you to run? Yes, yeah. I think they are. We, we okay, all know security know. guards. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, he was like doing the old windmill punches, right? You know, when yeah. you see like a real guy who's hammered, there's there's no form there. He, he's not a trained boxer, that's for sure. It's pathetic, yeah. really. He'll be banned for life. He'll be charged. Hopefully, I'm sure he will. Yeah, um, they said he was banned for life, so. Gee, well, how can, how can he not be? You'll get, a, you'll get a fake nose and a mustache and show up in the next match. <laughs> <laughs> what was your worst fan experience, Jimmy? Uh, probably Millwall. Millwall fans were... Imagine were, that. Were, were. <laughs> um, I remember one of the first times I played at the Den and uh, the ball went out for a throw-in and I went to go get the ball and it was in the first row and I went to take a step over and I swear to God, 50 guys come running down like over over top of the seats because I was in the stand. You should have seen me run. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was gone. And then I, then after the match, I'll never forget this. We we were leaving and they started bricking their bricking a bus, throwing bricks. Wow. Yeah. You hear what about it all the time. The horses and the police escort take us out of uh, out of Millwall. That was a uh, Dickio's uh, famous story, right? His first game for Millwall. He, he's playing there, right? And, you know, there's a bit of crowd trouble, but he's just playing there. He's a young guy, and he starts hearing this, boom, 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 boom. He's like, what, what is that? Before he knew it, this police horse went belting past him on the field towards the, <laughs> where the trouble was. He goes, what have I done? Where have I come? It's the craziest yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, they are, they are crazy. They're crazy. The one, the one time when we were leaving, when they started throwing the bricks at our bus, we... We just pulled out of the stadium, turned onto one of the main roads. A minivan pulls in front. Six guys get out <laughs> and start calling us all on. <laughs> Come on. And I'm thinking, yeah, like, what? We're getting off the bus to fight you guys? No, I'm kidding. Not <laughs> the smartest guys in the world, eh? Jesus. No, it was unbelievable. Has it changed? No, they, the club apparently have done all they can to kind of change the, the reputation. There's still an element there, though, isn't there? I think. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're certainly better than that it was. There's grow. no doubt. They'll never go, especially when Millwall are playing West Ham and yeah. Chelsea's around. And there's no yeah. way it's ingrained in them too much. And, and Jimmy, we were talking off camera about you know your experiences with uh, prison life. <laughs> 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 Not that you were in the prison. Dum, but dum, it's a fantastic story. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption type exactly. style. Right? <laughs> My short stint in prison. <laughs> we, I, I was at Bristol City, and I'll never forget this. It, Gaffer says we had preseason going on. There was a big prison down in the West Country called Dartmouth. And we ended up going there one day for a friendly against prisoners um, and guys looking to get themselves on the right, right path, right? So initially, when, when, the, when the gaffer told us that we're going, we all started laughing and said, yeah, okay, good one. All right, where are we going? Seriously, he goes, no, seriously, we're going there. So we get into this prison, right? And we're going through all the all the bells and whistles, getting patted down, and we're into this area and that area. And then all of a sudden we get out into the yard and they've got a football pitch set up for us. So we're standing there and we're having this little warm-up and the prisoners start coming out. And we're all looking at each other. We're terrified. We're young guys. We're like 19, 20. I'm thinking, Jesus, like, who are we playing here, man? We're like, are we playing, you know, mass murderers? Or we're like, is the next Hannibal Lecter going to be on this <laughs> And I remember lining up beside this guy. And this guy was a monster. And he had tattoos coming down the side of his face and his neck. And, and I was like, do you ask him, are you allowed to ask what you're in for? 
And I was like, do you ask him or not? And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to ask this guy. I said, hey, what are you in for? He's like, oh, you know, I stole a couple of cars. I was like, oh, that's all right. I can, I can deal with you. Really? You're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like all of our players are asking because we're, we're just waiting for somebody to go, oh, yeah, listen, I killed four people and blah, blah, blah. And I would have been like that, gone. See you later. I'm not, I'm not playing. <laughs> but I remember any 50-50s. There was, none of us were challenging anybody. <laughs> These guys were just, you just know, it just took one of them to lose their head and they were going to smash you all over the place. Well, well with a car thief, sorry, Charles, with a car thief, you'd also know that you're faster than him. He got caught by the car. He got caught, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that quick, are you? No. And I guess if you're in there for like, you know, double murder or something, um, you, 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 there isn't much chance really of getting, you know, rehabilitated, maybe. And you're not taking the soccer program to get a second chance. You're probably in there for a long time. Hey, Craig's joined us. Yeah, it was so funny. I'm sorry, I boys. Off, I took the ball off of this one guy and this look that he gave me. And I was thinking, this guy wants to kill me. <laughs> and he just stared at me. You know that really uncomfortable stare where you know somebody's looking at you, but you don't look at them? Because you're like, yeah. this guy's staring at me. I get it most podcasts, actually, with, with these guys. Hey, yeah. hey, Craig, so Jimmy's telling the story when he, when he played the prison team when he was at Bristol City many years ago. Uh, um, do you have any jail stories? Any prison stories? <laughs> any issues with uh, cons? Um. No, probably not. Right? So. I mean, this kind of memory that would just pop out pretty quickly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you where we went after that, by the way. Three days later, we ended up going to a military base for boot camp. Oh, okay. Okay. This was, this was amazing. In fact, no, sorry, I lied. I lied. This was with force. We ended up going to a military camp, right? So we're at this, this army base and we're doing this boot camp. We're there for a week. This was, it was unbelievable, man. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. So we're, we're doing all their training that the, that they do, right? The army does. And no, they're all yelling at you and you're doing your push-ups in the back of your mind. You're like, Oh, fuck off. Leave me alone. Like I'm, I'm not in the army here, you know, <laughs> but you're doing it right. Because they want you to buy into what's, you know, what they're preaching. And you're like, okay, we're here for preseason. We're getting fit. So one of the things that we had to do is we had to get into the boxing ring and you had to go in there for, I think it was a minute and a half session with, with one of their top guys, this, these fighters, right? Jesus. So you get in there and you're sparring, you're throwing a few punches, you know, you're taking a couple off the head and you're like, all right. So you're throwing a few back and you're getting right into it. And this was the best thing in the world. Now we had four Irish guys on our team. Okay. <laughs> From the Republic. Now, for those of you who know, they don't really get along too well with the British Army, right? <laughs> so we're meant, to be, we're meant to be just having these little sparring, <laughs> right? Nice and easy. Well, doesn't one of the Irish guys get in there? Andy Reid was one of them. He gets in there and he goes after this guy like there's no tomorrow. Honest to God, it was like watching Prince Nassim. He was going to toe to toe. He gets out. Then all of a sudden, this other guy comes in, Keith Foy. Keith Foy's going to toe to toe. These Irish guys are going toe to toe with this British soldier. That's <laughs> unbelievable. The what are they thinking? He's coming in, going, okay, that's it. Enough's enough. And they're then fighting the for all the fighting for years and years. Oh, the soldier, he was getting mad shit. too. Now he starts throwing these upper cuts and these right hooks. These Irish guys are going to town. <laughs> it became an absolute mess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? They can't do that anymore, can they? I can't see professional football teams heading and stepping in the ring with some uh, some army dudes i mean geez 
that's crazy. Not that part. <laughs> it was supposed to be just fun, right? Just like moving your yeah. arms and twisting, turning. Yeah, turn yeah it's a good workout, fun. right? Like not really go toe to toe. Supposed to be like Richard Simmons doing yeah, that, a little bit like stretching. That, yeah. like a, a but I have fight. to say, the the other thing is, Jimmy's just told us two of the best stories. I don't think we could have him back anymore. I know he's, he's just got no more stories. Yeah, <laughs> he's, oh, he's, yeah, we do. <laughs> if they only knew Forrest we had the snake story as well right and in a previous oh, edition right. as well so the beer the dildo story <laughs> what's the dildo story uh, we need we need to know now I think I think we can tell it <laughs> personal massager call it personal massager and we're good it, it, oh no there's nothing 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 illegal about it but we show up at the LAX airport after a game in Los Angeles I don't know, in the Gold Cup or something. And our flight's delayed by three or four hours. And they're like, oh, God, what are we going to do? They check our main bags in, take our carry-on, and what are we going to do? Well, somebody suggests, there's me, Jimmy, and Mark Bertram. The rest of the guys are on different flights. So somebody decides, I don't think it was me, but says, why don't we go to a strip bar? <laughs> it was you. Definitely you. It was it. Okay. So (laughs) maybe it was. So we end up at this apparently as legendary strip bar uh, by the LAX. So we're just, okay, great. So we're going in there. Topless only kind of disappointing. Um, (laughs) But they also, they also had a sex shop um, attached to it. So as you left, the place you, you have to go through it so for some reason me and jimmy f- figure why don't we buy our girlfriends a dildo that's nice <laughs> and for some reason i don't recall why we buy the identical ones and they're emerald they're emerald green they're not massive and birchie was like for me, the only guy, if you were going to think of a guy that would be quite happy to go back through security with a dildo, I would think Bert, she would be the guy to go, yeah, fuck, you go big, huge fucking 12-inch dildo, like go through. <laughs> no, he, in fact, he's really embarrassed. He's like, no, guys, we got to go back through security, right? So we're like, yeah, yeah, what's the problem? He goes, oh, uh, uh, are you kidding? You're going to be so embarrassed and whatever. Like, nah, whatever. So anyway, we jump in the car, we got our bags and we throw all that, we got all this uh, gear in the back and Birchie's carry-on is in the back with us. Amateur. So, amateur. So I look at over at Jimmy and we don't even have no. to say anything. <laughs> We're just like, <laughs> so we load these fucking dildos into his bag, put them down on the bottom. He's got no idea. Zip it up like this. We get out of the taxi at the LAX and he goes, give me my bag. I'm going ahead. I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> we went, Oh, understand. Go ahead, Berkshire. So off he goes. And we, we were sort of behind and we're in the line and he gets to the front to the security. You see, and it, I could actually see down the side where the security person is looking at the screen. And these two dildos were emerald green to the eye under that x-ray machine they look fucking nuclear <laughs> right so 
you know, it kind of slides by and then you can see her go, what the hell? <laughs> she pulls it back and she's looking at the screen. And then she looks over the other person down there, the security. She says, yeah, you might want to have a look at these. We're open that guy's bags. So Bert, she's not even thinking. He's just looking back going, ah, you assholes. Look at you guys, right? Well, this security girl goes in there and she pulls <laughs> and it's got the longest cord in the world on it for some reason. He pulls this thing out and she's got it above her head because the cord's so freaking long. LAX, by the way. LAX. Packed. <laughs> well, Bertie's just loses it. He grabs the other dildo and he throws it down the terminal. <laughs> and it's bouncing down the terminal. <laughs> <In> the wind. <laughs> And Jimmy's going, no! Don't <laughs> What'd you do that for? What were you doing? That is unbelievable. Oh, God. So, anyways, oh, I never saw get him get so embarrassed in my life. And oh, he, was, he, was, he was by himself. And when the person lifted it and put it over their head, everybody, it was like a beacon. Everybody just stared at love. <laughs> And he was solo. He was by himself because we weren't around. Like we were way back. He was he was pointing at him, and we were just like this. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot that guy is! Were they, were they confiscated, or did he get to keep them? No, no, no. They, they were they were perfectly fine. They weren't at all seen as a weapon or anything like that. But when he when when he hurled it down the corridor, and that thing was just end over end. It was oh. Hey, was was that Holger as he coached then? I mean, I can't see yeah. Holger appreciating the humor. No, no. Well, because our, you see, everybody was flying in different directions. Right? Oh, okay, right. So we were happening to be going to London all together. Some other guys are going all the right. Way. So that's why we were. That's why we we're stuck together. But it did surprise me because I really thought that Bertie would be the. He wouldn't care. I we thought you would have. You would have got a laugh with him, but. No, nothing. <laughs> That's too close to home That's... for him. No. He, he likes he likes his uh, dildos maybe uh, pinker and uh, a little thicker. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. maybe. Hey, well, that might be the that might be better than the snake story. Even I think it is better than that. Look, I laugh more than the snake story. Yeah. By the way, I uh, you may have seen this. Someone um, sent it to us. Uh, British TV. Birchie was on some talk show. And he regaled the same snake story that Jimmy regaled. It was it was great. He backed yes. it up. He backed yes, it he up. did. Was, that's got a, that's got a a lot of views. Maybe a few million views. That story yeah. about Jimmy and Birchie at the. It's, it's the most exposure the Canadian national team has gotten British TV ever. Yeah, Birchie was out. a Birchie was a beauty because he. I don't even think he'd ever been to Canada before he played, and when he scored against Northern Ireland. <laughs> Uh, and he's singing the national anthem in the pre pregame as well, and everything else like that. And he's he's running away after and kissing the Canadian badge. And was, we we're all like, Bertie, you haven't even fucking been in Canada. <laughs> Never. Remember that? Like, how are you even playing for Canada? Uh, my granddad's from Winnipeg. Do you know what Winnipeg is? <laughs> nah, mate. Because <laughs> he's got such a southern accent, right? Isn't he? He's such a hard he southern no accent. Idea where it was. No. And then he, he's right. The remember, and uh, the worst was. Because if I was standing beside him and he was singing the national anthem, I was losing my mind. I, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, Holger didn't didn't fancy him, and I think too I much think of a Jack the Lad. Yeah, Holger family travel all the way to Japan. Not that you got to play a player because their family's traveling there, but I, <laughs> they didn't play him a minute. I don't think. 
Yeah. Did you guys prefer like your, your family coming with you or to trips, or would you rather them just be far, far away so you could focus on the job at hand? Buying snakes well, and dildos. If, yeah, if they, exactly. If they, if they want, if they want to come, that's one thing. But you, you know, you just virtually no. I don't want any distractions or anything like that. If you guys want to stay at a different hotel, <laughs> you want to do your own shit. But yeah, no distractions. But yeah. the other thing, Charms, is you can tell the difference. Uh, that was when they were these guys were making. Uh, professional footy player money not professional footy podcaster money that's very true buy, buy a snake yeah. buy some yeah. crystal embedded dildos yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. that's what pro players spend their money on well and yeah. also I, there's such a difference between now and then as well and I, I think we saw that changing a little bit that we used to go out and do shit and go out and have dinner and go out and spend time mm. together. And now it's all about they're on their phones and they're and their phones and games and fucking this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that was the thing with us too. That's why our, our squad, we were, we were so good together because we were always doing something. Like we didn't have video games and all that kind of stuff. And, and you're right, Greg, like we just get out, go for a coffee, go hang out, you know, go to a restaurant for dinner. And we were yeah. always, always together. We were in each other's rooms, hanging out. We showed up and absolutely loved it. We just loved the guys. We just spending time with each other. As soon as we got there, it was just, what are we doing? Doing this, you know, you know, and, and Holger found that hard even sometimes, I think, as far as how close we were, but we were also pretty disciplined. I mean, we don't get me wrong. We would go out on nights out and have amazing times, but we would do it at the right time. So I felt that we didn't need that sort of German coach standing at the door stopping us yeah. from going out you know and that's what holger was a little bit right he was like where are you going and it's like going for a walk he's like no you're not <laughs> <laughs> all right well, the whole table on the second floor but then right. we he realized what we were like and, and when it was time no. to work we worked we worked so then we what we did was then we, we we would throw our clothes out the balcony into a hedge and he would let us walk around the hotel. So just to get out the front door, we'd get out the front door and then we'd, we'd swing around to the hedge and we'd, we'd put our fucking, we'd put our gear on. <laughs> and then we would go. And then when we come back, we would do the same thing, leave our stuff there, pick it up tomorrow, put our tracksuits on and slip back in the hotel. Everyone, and then Dasha, we came back, Dasha couldn't find his. <laughs> he couldn't find his suit. His tracksuit. So he ended up having to come through the front door of the hotel uh, with all his gear on. <laughs> dancing gear. So, so, okay, but you guys could do it, right? Because Holger wasn't going to drop you guys, right? You guys could do it. If it was some guy who was out of contract or, you know, w- without a club, which happens yeah. sometimes in Canada, or some guy playing, you know, in some, you know, fourth division Scandinavia, they may have got nailed. You must have felt pretty confident that even if Holger busts us, we're still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we would be pretty good. Except you're going to take a bollocking, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, he wasn't shy at letting you know what he thought. Yeah. Mm. By the way, you know what I was thinking this past week? It kind of we're going to be now entering a gold cup in 2023 with, with a genuine chance to win it. That's I haven't heard that mentioned once. I went, wait a minute, the gold cup is going to be relevant once again <laughs> mm. <laughs> because Canada is going to be a force and can win it. How cool is you know, that? You know, if they could double that World Cup qualification with lifting a trophy, I mean, let's face it, there's something, there's something special about that, you know, lifting a trophy for your country. And that's uh, maybe at 26, who knows? They're absolutely uh, in a great position uh, looking at the other CONCACAF teams. Unless they improve drastically, you got to think that they've got every chance of, uh, of doing good things there. It'd be nice. 
Wonga, yeah. these guys are still dining out in 20 and 2000, right? They, they, they don't need to buy a meal in Toronto, in Canada. They can go to any restaurant in Canada and they're getting a free meal because of that Gold Cup in 2000, aren't you, fellas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't oh, paid for anything yeah. since. <laughs> Most people don't even know what it is. <laughs> Craig, by the way, how was your Ipswich uh, podcast that you, you almost ditched us for? Well, I didn't ditch you for it. I started at four o'clock. It was, uh, we went for two hours. Wow. It's like Joe Rogan style. Jesus. I think I went through every moment from the first time I kicked the ball in the youth team trial to my retirement. <laughs> Did you make things up? Because, I mean, I'm surprised you could remember so many. Well, I made a few things up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you talk about dildos in an airport by chance? Uh, no, but I remember. So we told some pretty good stories, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you're a podcast whore you're everywhere yeah. these days all right fellas yeah. that was fun guys. that was fun um we forgot that jimmy's gonna be joining us a couple times Wednesday. a week <laughs> no one told jimmy <laughs> they haven't even asked me yet <laughs> i was gonna say i uh, we asked jimmy jimmy said yeah i think i could do that we're gonna pay you 10 percent of what we make for these podcasts okay i think oh, nice i can buy myself a honey cruller <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> you couldn't afford a gem encrusted dildo with what we pay you. That's yeah, right, sure. with the longest cord in the world. <laughs> was why. it one of those um, stretchy cords, like a? a, a no, no, it was just it was just a cord with, and then you could put batteries. But it was like it could be twenty feet away. I don't understand mm. what that's all about. Maybe somebody uh, could explain that. You could maybe. <laughs> high as well anyway whatever probably go too far there um all right fellas thank you very much lots of fun hope you enjoyed that everyone and cheers for listening deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.